0: Is Class number 21. We've been going at this quite a while though because uh, we've been taking about two weeks on every chapter of this document which is found in uh, this book right here, the Westminster Confession of Faith. The Westminster Confession of Faith is our church's written summary of what we believe the Bible to teach. So it's a great uh, tool to know... Love and adore God by right? knowing what he says about himself and what duties he requires of us. There's some seats over here, friends. You are coming in. There's some seats back there. Uh, if we need more chairs, we can get those. But, man, glad you all are here. Welcome. So this morning, we're going to be looking at chapter 20, the second part of it, which is on Christian liberty, the law of con- or and the liberty of conscience. So as we get rolling, uh, laws are... An interesting part of our lives uh, when I was in middle school the big uh, the big controversy was uh, Daisy Duke shorts right and so you had to all the ladies would always talk about the the rules that the principals and the, t- and the schools uh, you know imposed upon them which was that their shorts had to be a dollar bill linked from the middle of their knees so you had teachers and administrators going around with dollar bills testing the length of the shorts to make sure everyone's you uh, shorts complied to the standards because it was a style to have the shortest shorts possible and then that i mean the schools had to say hey we got to have some reason here we have some 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 (laughs) uh, standard that's easily testable to keep everybody in line here because we can't have girls with super short shorts at our school so uh you know that's a law That, that made sense for that time to to use and and should a Christian uh, keep that law? Is the question, right? Should a Christian follow that law? Now that law is on the Bible. Uh, what do we do? I mean, do we do we follow these? I mean, because we're going to say today that the the Lord of conscience is uh, the, is God alone. So in other words, if God had said it, why are we following? There's a seat right there, Austin. Awesome. You want to come in, and sit down right here. Yeah, grab a seat. We'll, uh, we'll let you come in here, right in the middle. Good. Um, so we're looking at the law and the liberty of conscience that we have with that. So. Should a Christian follow that? What do you think?
1: Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Why?
1: Well, the Bible says obey our authorities.
0: That's one reason. Unless
1: they're causing us to sin.
0: Yeah.
2: Are you saying in that specific context? Yeah. Yeah. That if if
0: you're an eighth grader important. at yeah, Silver Hills sure. High School or Middle School, should you do that? Yeah. Because yeah. the, the principal say so. It's moral. It's moral. Yeah. It's moral to follow your authority, Right. But it's also immoral to actually enforce that upon yourself, right? Even if that wasn't a law, why would it be? Would it be so that it, you could even do it without even having a law? Why so?
3: Conscience.
0: Conscience. Yeah. If you have it now, I, yeah. Okay. If you think about it, and you're like, well, I don't know if these shorts are appropriate, you know, and, and I think that I can enforce it on myself by, and that would still be freedom, because I want to destroy sin. Uh, I'm at liberty to destroy sin. We talked about the benefits of Christ's freedom he purchased for us last time, which is access to God, the Spirit. Uh, we, we're, we've overcome the curse of the moral law. Uh, we have a liberty now that we did not have prior. So we have the uh, the capacity to do things not even required of us. Like, say there wasn't anything like that. We can what, do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Clarification. Yeah. You said to do that, to, to obey that, be to... Destroy sin. sin. Destroy sin. Is that
0: because you're saying it's sin because your conscience is saying that it's sin? Yeah. No, I think yeah, it's sin. It's just sin. Sin is uh, is lust. Adultery. Uh, and uh, That had nothing to do with the
2: shorts. Yeah. So
0: so you're saying, say you had, here's the thing. Yeah, so the, you're working it out. Yeah. You're working it out. So, so it's a complicated issue, but if there's no law saying I don't have to do any shorts, you know, length issues, right? Yeah. I can, st- I have, still have the liberty of conscience to say I think my war on sin is going to involve me having longer shorts.
1: Well, it I'm could be some people might not think that their war on sin has to do anything with that. Yeah. So um, you can yeah. impose that upon your own conscience.
0: You can put that on you.
1: And maybe even if it's to not impose a, that on somebody else.
0: And here's the thing, too. I think there's a lot of applications, out here, but the question is, yeah. So, so, the, the, at that point, the government imposed it on everybody. You know, the government had they, like the, the government in this situation was the 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 principals and and the school system.
2: Yeah, but outside of that context.
0: So here's the thing. So so you might say, well, in my heart, I know that I'm going to be um, vulnerable to people looking at me and getting uh, a. a you know uh, 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 trying to attract other people with my legs you know if that's so if, if that's my if, that, if I'm wearing short shorts I know that that I don't I can I, if I have a sensitivity that that I can impose a restriction on me to not wear short shorts that don't make that sense you know what I'm saying there there's a lot of reasons though no, I'm saying there's a lot of reasons you could feel I need to honor Christ with with longer shorts those, those are those just I'm trying to I'm trying to be free here so yeah okay
2: I would say that you can. Yeah. But
0: we we, also have the freedom to
2: say, no, I don't have to. Right. Yeah.
3: There hasn't
0: been any yeah, Yeah. no commands.
2: The lust and everything that involves lust is not the person wearing the wearing the shorts. The lust is coming from the heart of the person that is lusting after.
0: Yes. This is true. uh, Now are you okay, okay. let me let me get okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Question. Well, I do Our know comments.
2: there's a there's a commandment to be modest in dress. What is
0: that? Sorry, y'all. We're just like we're all fired. <laughs> I, I haven't even read the text yet. We're like you know like arguing. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah come there, on. There is that command. There's also the commandment of Leviticus that
2: says, "Don't be a stumbling block on the blind." Yeah. So you're not supposed to attempt, Well, not. You shouldn't put yourself in a position where you're causing another person to fall. Right. Yeah. You have a. So yeah, socially and legally, you have no obligation, uh, and I completely get that. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. But you do have to ask yourself if you're that day when you have to speak with Jesus Christ. He ultimately, he is your authority. He's the one that says what is right and wrong. So if you feel comfortable wearing,
3: you know, the short, shorts. short shorts, and can justify that to him.
0: We call them Daisy Dukes. Daisy Dukes, who we call I think the, con- yeah.
2: the context where it, where it, you have a hard time to justify it outside of setting an extra biblical standard is, one, how short is too short? Two, I can lust after someone that is closed from head to toe. And it has nothing to do with that person's steel. Um, it, it's not their fault whether they are wearing... Six inch, eight inch, ten
0: inch shorts, or whether they're wearing a full pant. Yeah, you're, after, you're absolutely correct. Um, well, but, but let's say, let's say this, okay? So we have uh, this is the the liberty issue we're trying to get at, because if there is no command to do such a thing, we are still at liberty to bind ourselves to longer short, you know, longer shorts. Let me see. Let me read. It. Let me. This might help. There's no there's no command to wear a certain length of shorts, but yeah, the, the, you shall not commit adultery commandment. Our standards say, in Shorter Catechism 71, what is required? It, co- it requires the preservation of our own and our neighbor's chastity and heart, very important, speech and behavior. Heart, speech, and behavior. So heart, speech, and behavior of our neighbor ourselves must be preserved. That's what it, That's what it hints at. So, so we can't just say, well, it's their problem, you know, for the loss of them, my shorts, you know, I, I gotta be like, I got these, you know, Daisy Dukes on everyone's lusting at the Daisy Dukes, you know, like, okay, so I need to be really, really careful to preserve my own chastity and my neighbors in heart, speech and behavior. Uh, okay, but then the, the, the what's forbidden is all unchaste thoughts, words and actions. So so you want to you want to think about it in that regard, if we're going to talk about it. What's the standard, the standard is you shall not commit adultery. And then what does that look like? Well, well, there's going to be a lot of applications from that principle, and so that's where we get into these conscious issues of how do we do that? The most helpful way to glorify God, and and you know, because uh, He's our Lord, uh, and we want to serve Him the most, not ourselves, not anyone else, and what their standards are. So let's look at this today. So that's that's the intro, very explosive beginning today. <laughs> class. So let's start with a, with a word of uh, prayer, and then we'll start. keep rolling. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, we ask You to give us a uh, an explosive uh, answer to all of our questions from the Word of God this morning, that your Spirit would speak to our hearts, guide us, lead us, direct us into all truth, uh, help us to find freedom in Christ, to be of joy and a blessing. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so number two on the on the handout. We've already read number one, which is a beautiful, heartwarming list of all the liberties that Christ purchased for us in redemption that we've... Uh, appropriated by faith and are experiencing and will experience. Number two is that God alone is the Lord of conscience. This is middle of the page, page one. And he hath left it free from the doctrines and commandments of men which are in anything contrary to his word or beside it in matters of faith and worship. So, so say that there are doctrines and commandments of men which do align with his word, are we free from those? Absolutely not. Anyone telling us to do what God's word says uh, is to be obeyed uh, because that's the word of God. But anything contrary to his word or beside it in matters of faith and worship, we're not bound to. Okay, that's the, that's the first principle. God alone is Lord of conscience, and our consciences and our freedom are left from those doctrines and commandments of men that are contrary beside his word. So look in the second line. It says, So that to believe such doctrines or to obey such commandments out of conscience is to betray true liberty of conscience. And requiring of an implicit faith, uh, and the uh, and, and an example, and an absolute and blind obedience is to destroy liberty of conscience and reason also. Now, looking at three the three first verses of L, uh, can someone look up Acts 4:19, 4, 4, Acts 5:29, and 1 Corinthians 7:23? Just turn there for me and, and read those when you get there. Acts 4:19. Peter and answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. Yes, okay. Implying it's right to listen to God yeah, rather than you. Uh, okay, now what's the next one say? 549, what uh, mm-hmm. Peter and the Apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men." Thank you. Yeah, we must obey God rather than men. If we could just say that to ourselves every day, we would do a lot better. It's right to obey God rather than men. Next one, 1 Corinthians 7.23. Anyone got it? 1 Corinthians
2: 7.23? Yes,
0: 23? yes.
2: You are bought with a price, but not ye the servants of men.
0: And then what's the next part say? Oh, I don't know.
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the... the uh, oh, the little, the little, yeah, the little <laughs> snap.
0: Out. Yeah. Let, let's keep reading.
2: You are bought with a price, do not become among servants of men. So, brothers, in whatever condition each was called, let, their, they'll
0: let him remain with God. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, so you're free, remain with God, uh, rather than being enslaved and led away by the commandments of men. You know, don't use your liberty as an excuse for sin, in other words, right? Now, so, so when we're talking about Christianity, it's different than every other world religion because it begins with done versus do. Okay, done versus do. Can we just say that? Done versus due. We are, this is our difference. And if you look at the very first line of the Ten Commandments, do you all remember what it says? You shall not. No, it does not say you shall. It says you shall. It doesn't say you shall not. How does it begin?
1: I am the Lord. I am the Lord.
0: God. I am the Lord your God who did he what?
1: brought you out of the land and me as the land of slavery.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that is powerful. It begins with who God is and what he's done. So it begins with free... Free before it says do. Okay, this is completely different than any other, any other standard of life, any other philosophy, any religion, because it says do this and you will live. Do this and you, you will be blessed. Now, the, now when you think about the law, it is in theory that you could do the law and be justified. Uh, Leviticus uh, 17 says this much, and it says if you could do the law, you could be justified. You do, those who do the law will... will will be blessed right uh, and then Galatians 3 picks up on this and says yes this is true but none of us have kept the law therefore we are under the curse that's why Jesus became a curse that we might be freed from the curse by faith so that's what Galatians three thirteen says is that he became a curse so so he does the law in his active obedience so we who haven't done the law can receive his obedience and he can passive obedience Lay down his life for his sheep, for his friends, so that they might, or for his enemies, that might be, they might come as friends. Because we have become enemies in our non doing of the law. We have rebelled against him in our, in our disobedience to his law and his standard. And therefore, in our sin, we deserve what Christ received at the cross. And so he takes that on for us, so we don't have to pay that. So that's, that's done versus due. Now, so, so, at that, so if you think about the, the great example of the criminal who was crucified next to Jesus who had faith, Jesus says to him, today you'll be with me in paradise. He did nothing besides believe. He was cry out, help me, essentially. This is all he had to offer. No obedience, no works, no good resume. And so that, that's the exa- ultimate example of it's about done, not do, right? I mean, done is happen, happening right next to him. And do... Uh, would be the natural outworking of our freedom in christ uh, because we have freedom in christ we are free from the commandments of man free from the tyranny of the law over us condemning us as well uh, when we sin we are free from the tyranny of that uh, law that cries out that we are unworthy uh, now uh, so should we be ashamed of our disobedience to the god law, god's law and and grieve over that? Of course we should. We should be ashamed of that and, and grieve over that. We hate, we hate to, glo- to, to diminish God's glory or to, to besmirch His, uh, His name because of our, our, our rebellion against Him, even in our freedom uh, in this state that we have. So we're in a state of freedom. We're in a state of justification. We're in a state of, when I say justification, it means that you have a, imputed to you, or credited to you, what Christ has done. So you, in justification, what Christ has done has been attributed to you, counted to you. It is yours. You possess it uh, by faith, though it is not in, you, in your hol- you. You don't possess that holiness because you're still uh, wrapped up with some indwelling sin, and your record is not perfect in your own actions and thoughts and words. But that does not, uh, you know, say to us, "Hey, this moral law is, is you know irrelevant to us anymore." It says here, "What's required in these commandments?" Well, they still have bearing on our lives. We're still to, to, to treat uh, chastity or purity with, uh, with, 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 uh, with, with care, holiness. Uh, let's look at um, what Jesus said on that matter in uh, Matthew five. Let's go to Matthew five. Matthew five twenty seven. Yes. yes. Yeah. You have your- you got it already. You got it already, yeah. You right. You got it teed up. I, I teed you up already. Re- read that for us, if you will, Matthias. Okay. All right.
2: You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your eyes... Oh, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your eyes, uh, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that you your whole body be thrown into hell.
0: Oh, yeah, thank you very much. That's good. You, you got it. You, know, you covered it. You know? So now, like I think Cody said earlier in the day, like you know, hey, uh, can I stop somebody from lusting? No. I, I can't. I mean, I can't. I mean, like, I, can can anyone do? Can we can't control anyone's heart? I mean, like, what comes out of the heart? I can't. I can't control that. You know, I, I can do what I can do to glorify God, the best I can by protecting my own and my neighbor's chastity, purity, uh, you know, keep doing the best I can uh, with, with the freedom I have in Christ to do so. I mean, that, that I even care about that is a miracle. Like no one cares about this. Like no one cares about, Oh I mean, I need to protect somebody's thought life or what they're, how they're feeling about other w- women or men. Or You know, like, how, you know, like uh, that I could be a stumbling block to someone is incredibly unique to Christians. Now, Christians have taken that uh, over time and said, "Okay, well, if that's the case, and we need to care about our neighbors' purity and, uh, and whatnot, that means we don't need to ever have dances. We don't need to have, like, we don't need to have any pool parties where there's what they call mixed bathing. You know, like which is like men and or women and women and men or boys and girls in the same things. And, and there might be wisdom to some of those things." But but that's we we want to put a uh, you know a, a standard out there to deal with external behaviors and and hearts and we just can't stop the heart from doing what it's going to do as you say so so but but we there is some wisdom to hey if that's what the mm. if that's what the authority says in our church if if our church did parties for you know <clears throat> pool parties and we said only going to be boys at this party or only going to be girls at this party hey. You might not like it, but like if the church says that's what we're gonna do, like the the session says that's how we're gonna do it, then hey, you know, you could reason with them, say, hey, here's what I think, but then at the end of the day, it's like, hey, that's what the that's what the governing authorities said here, uh, we're gonna go with it, you know, and and you know, they're free to come up with that, and you know, it's like, am I, you know, am I being disobedient to God to engage in a pool party that's not as free as I'd like it to be? I mean, well, not necessarily. I mean, so uh, of course you're not. So you, you, you know, think about that Sometimes, and Paul says, I'm going to be willing to give up some rights, you know, for the sake of my brother, uh, on occasion. So, you know, like can can it, can it be possible that someone can go to a, a pool party, mixed bag of people and, and, and have no lustful you know, thoughts in his heart. It's completely possible that could be happening. Uh, but, uh, in order to protect the neighbor and the and uh, you know myself, uh, there's there's wisdom on not doing certain things or making certain prohibitions in order to glorify God. The intent is to glorify God, and but you got to realize, hey, I'm not going to be able to stop the heart, even if I. You know, so some people actually took what Matthias read just a minute ago very literally and says, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. Unfortunately, some people, uh, uh, early church people, castrated themselves uh, for and, and with this command. Uh, and and, that, and what, a, what a terrible position to be in when you realize, oh, that did not solve the issue. <laughs> My heart is still set on lust. Like how, how uh, you, know, you, you just cannot stop sin naturally uh, through law. Law has no power to change the heart. We've known this. Like, law cannot change the heart. Okay, but, but I, I, okay, that's the issue. Law has no power to do it. What has the power to do it? The Holy Spirit, the Word of God used by the Holy Spirit to change us and gradually over time through the means of diligent use of the means of grace by faith. Yes, Cody, you have a thing. Um, I, I just
2: think it's interesting that mm-hmm. when we, I think, um, society or mm-hmm. Christian life, whatever, when we talk about lust, mm-hmm. most of the time we are talking about men lusting after women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is
0: that? Yeah. That's, that's, a real, that's a great question. I don't know.
2: But I think uh. the context is is that, for one, first, it's very degrading to women because it's saying, women, you guys are most of the problem here. Uh-huh. The men, like you, are causing all this men lust to happen. But we are we are created just as mm-hmm. sexual beings, male or female. Yes, sir. And but, and I think that's context that we get things so wrong and so mm-hmm. wrapped up in this. Whatever we, I don't know how we come up with these things, but mm-hmm. uh, but there's just as much potential for m- women lusting after men as there are men lusting after women, mm-hmm. and we rarely set standards yeah. on men, right? Um, just because it's maybe culturally uh, accepted or whatever. I just think it's, yeah. there's so many things that are yeah, in right. this whole topic, right? Um, yeah, I that, think that's a good point. Yeah. I think we have to be really careful yeah. by setting extra biblical standards that that are now I'm by all means in a hundred percent agreement. If that's your conscience, yeah. you need to follow that. You need to follow your conscience. But I think we need to be extra careful in binding other people's conscience because we feel it's wrong yeah. and it's not an actual standard that the Bible lays out. Yeah. I get it, there's there's some wisdom in some things at certain times in mm-hmm. certain contexts yes. Yeah. But still when you talk about all those topics there's nothing laid out specifics. Yeah. And you you have to if you're going to obey the modesty whatever you want to say that in modesty then you got to say okay what is modesty? What right. is it? You know where is that standard laid out? And if you're going to follow it then you got to follow it in everything. Yeah. You know cuz you can't just pick and choose what we want, and and to well, get to say that it's oh it's uh, this it, is a standard.
0: Could, we, could we define what is the what's the goal? Like what's the goal of like, any anything? Like so so what's the goal? Uh, to glorify God. Thank you. Yes. Forever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Glorify God. What, yeah. Okay. So so is the, is, is the way I'm dressing to glorify God or enjoy him forever? Is the way, is my laws, is, enjoy, is it to glorify God? Enjoy? Those are the questions I got to ask. Am For I sure. seeking to glorify God with this decision today? Okay.
2: And I think we, yeah. we can, uh, yeah. we can, um, in good ways, we can think about that and say, yes, this is glorifying to God, uh-huh. but we can create our own standards and think that this is glorifying to God but is that was that what does that really mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is that what does that really look like to glorify God yeah. is it for me to set an extra standard that the the bible doesn't set right
0: does that does that appeal to God well because we live in a small a fallen yeah. world we have to think about wise issues like you know right. hey though he doesn't say hey shorts only this length or that length i i do need to acknowledge those those realities because my, the, the, the moral law, summarizing Ten Commandments, is uh, is summarized even further by Jesus as "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and, and your neighbor yourself." You know this. So, so I have to think about is what I'm doing glorifying God, and enjoying Him forever, particularly as regards to loving Him and loving my neighbor. Is my is my decision of what to wear or what rules to make as the authority? Even you know, like what, like somebody has to be an authority. And like so, like we we contacted our principal at our middle school recently because of a an article in the paper that was inappropriate. It, it, it referenced uh, uh, content on Netflix that was that was not even age appropriate for a, uh, a middle schooler. And so we talked about that. We thought this is a, there ought to be some kind of clear guidance given to the uh, publishers of this paper to uh, to say, hey, these things are off limit for this audience. And so, you know, that was a. Is there a Bible verse for to back me up on that? I'm just like, no, that's just a wisdom issue. I think the school ought to have a policy on. So I commented on that. You know, you can't you can't die on every hill. You know, you can't make every issue a an issue. We're gonna call the principal on this, but there's some that are that rise to the level of such grievous, you know, uh, you yeah. know, foolish things that you have to say. Hey, this this to me that made the point where I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the call. You know, so so you have to you have to, and that's that's up to every Christian to think where is the where is the line. And that's just that's a secular institution, you know. That's like I'm I'm, 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 I'm treating them. I've got to be careful. I mean, to understand they don't follow my standard, you know. So, uh, but they actually recognize that was a, that made sense too. So, you laws, know, laws you
2: know. can help us, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but not every, if, not everything that is lawful is beneficial. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's where yeah. you know individual convictions. From the Holy Spirit, so I think if a person is convicted by the Holy Spirit to, you know, um, bring in the restraints even more, that would glorify and honor God, right? Mm -hmm. Because it would be, well, the Holy Spirit convicted that one person, but it's not a blanket. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, you're 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 alluding to First Corinthians, right? When you Mm -hmm. say all things are lawful, permissible, but but not all beneficial, and that's that's a great. I think that word beneficial is a great application of the love god love neighbor principle right how is what i'm doing though i know it's permissible to wear any kind of short whatever you know but is it beneficial to this person is it beneficial how am i glorifying god and joining and loving neighbor in that way
3: justin mm-hmm. you can go all the way back to genesis
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Temperate, the temple okay and how god you know we have an obligation you know that what we're being taught is we have an obligation to each other, mm-hmm.
3: right? To impress on each other how we have to be as vessels of God.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You know
3: how we should act, what we sh- should do, how we should protect each other right. in our actions Yeah,
0: Nan, N- that's exactly. What I mean, so you don't you don't have to even go to Tamar; you just go to what Jesus said right there in the Sermon mm-hmm. on the Mount. He's like, "Hey, if it causes you to sin, or you know, or I would say it not benefits your neighbors," as Adele said, we should cut it out. You know, like, cut it off. You know, like, because like, again, but hey, I can't, I can't stop sin from anybody, any of us's heart, and I really, I can't stop my own sin. You know, I need the Lord's help, and so this is. That, so rather than okay, let me give you another thing. Like, rather than laws, why don't we pray? I mean, these are things. These are things like, 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 why not? Why, why just rely on my own efforts and abilities to to foresee every possible thing and make the law that's going to help me? Pray. Pray for the person, pray for the people, pray for yourself, pray, like, pray, these are the, op, these are the, op, these are the, these ought to be the, the instincts that develop in us, you know, the Lord is powerful to deliver from all sin and to change our heart. So this is, this is the key as that, that liberty we don't, we don't have apart from faith in Christ. Okay. All right. So, so we're, we're almost out of time. Let me read the last two sections to you. It says this. They who upon pretence of Christian liberty do practice any sin or cherish any lust, do thereby destroy the end of Christian liberty. So it's like saying, hey, I'm just going to use my liberty as licenses, do whatever I want now. Lie, cheat, steal. I'm going to do it all. Uh, it says uh, "It says uh, it's being delivered out of the hands of our enemies is the point. We might serve the Lord without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life." So the point of our liberty is not to just develop as much sinful uh, patterns in our life as possible. It's to to glorify God in holiness, righteousness before Him, all the days of our life—that's the point of our liberty, right? Fourthly, and because the powers which God hath and because the powers which God hath ordained, and the liberty which Christ purchased, are not intended by God to destroy, but mutually to uphold and preserve one another. They who, upon pretense of Christian liberty, shall oppose any lawful power or the lawful exercise of it, whether it be civil or ecclesiastical, resist the ordinance of God, and for their publishing of such opinions or maintaining of such practices as are contrary to the light of nature or to the known principles of Christianity, whether concerning faith, worship, or conversation, or the power of godliness, or such erroneous opinions and practices as either their nature or the manner of the publishing, or publishing or maintaining them are destructive to the external peace and order which Christ has established in the church, they may lawfully be called to account and proceeded against by the censures of the church and the power of the civil magistrate. I think this is highly relevant to, like, so unless the government's requiring you to sin, then you're obligated to, to obey and, and honor and, and respect those wishes. Now, you know, like it says here that it's righteous for the government to bring down punishment on those who disobey these uh, laws as long as they're not sinful. And then also it, it, it gives us a basis for church discipline. It says if, if, if the members of our church are... To seeking to destroy the peace and order which christ has established in the church then they may lawfully called to account uh, and that's why we have one of the marks of the church is discipline of the church that we would have censure we would have suspension from the sacraments excommunication suspension from office those kind of issues that we can that uh, we have to bring and, and so that's that's the uh the issue is that god is not a god of chaos but a god of order and so we we seek to uh, bring order and peace uh, and, and keep one another accountable to those uh, positions, right? So so that's the, uh, okay, so that's the, That's all we got today. I, I just oh, to add, please. I know
1: we're almost out of time, but I feel like we got stuck on one particular example. Yeah. I feel like I don't have to say this, but I feel like it's worth saying out loud. We can think of, like, 5,000 different areas of oh, people's yeah. lives, how you spend your money, where you can send your kids to school, what time you go to bed, how much time you spend on social media, um, you know, what kind of job you choose. I mean, there's just, like, just just a myriad of choices that we make every day that require our wisdom and the Bible, and I think it's tricky because in the church we want to encourage each other, build one another up. We, we do want to encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I, it, it just it's a wisdom issue even in the sense that it takes wisdom to know, you know, w- kind of what I want to talk to somebody about or whatever Mm
2: -hmm. um and like you said we we likely don't know
1: whether we are or how we are causing a brother to stumble that's right yeah that even takes wisdom yeah and so so
2: we live in freedom but then if uh you know and that's why mm -hmm. prayer is so important
1: yeah I just think because our hearts are so inclined well some people lean towards legalism, and some people lean towards licentiousness. Some people are just like, oh, I don't want to be a rule follower, and that's like the so I don't have to. And then I mean, others of us who are like rule-following people, our natural bent is always going to want to be to go back to the rule, go back to the rule. And so I feel like finding that middle ground mm-hmm. and, and that tension is very difficult, and just takes, like you said, lots and lots of prayer for ourselves and for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, it's just such a challenging issue, but um, I think we see so much licentiousness and legalism within mm-hmm. yeah. the American church today, and what mm-hmm. we want for our church and as true believers is to be right there in the middle of not being legalistic or licentious. Yeah, and,
0: the Lord alone is the law, is the law uh, yeah, for us. We so wanna not, the not say, yeah, we want to
1: believe the gospel even when we waver. Uh, on one Mr. Mantooth, do you
0: have a, a uh, comment? Yeah,
3: and I know we're out of time. Mm-hmm. I want to address what Meredith asking because mm-hmm. I think it's these kinds of questions are very important Okay um, <clears throat> We live in an age where There are Dozens if not thousands of Preachers Preaching whose Ideas and sermons whose theology mm-hmm. dox, Doctrine is available on the radio by CD on the internet, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as we, if you listen to a lot of different preachers mm-hmm. today, you get a lot of different answers to Meredith's question about oh how application, you live. yeah, mm-hmm. and we have to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and one of the big questions at Meredith, I think, is <clears throat> if we are in a church where the doctrine is not correct or if we if we think that there's some things mm-hmm. that should be taught or mentioned at least thought about mm-hmm. that are not being mentioned do we have the duty is it disruptive to the church along the lines of mm-hmm. what Justin was saying and reading from the confession <clears throat> we are not to do anything to destroy the church mm-hmm. And that's right. That's one of the real and to, and the sin, of course, in our personal lives. Those two issues are the two things that you two are bringing up. I think. Yeah. And that and those are in the liberty of God. How do we how do we answer those and how do we perform? How do we make sure we're not sinning? And you know, like <clears throat> I've been convicted that the internet is sort of like Sodom and Gomorrah now. <laughs> Think about all the horrible things that are available on the internet, and you know, and and Lot chose not to go live in Sodom. Yeah. And Abraham didn't, you know, and so where are we? What are we? And well, who was the righteous one? And who did the angel have to drag out of Sodom? Yeah. Before they destroyed it, you know, Lot was so made some bad choice. Uh, uh, okay. How do you, how
0: do use the internet? <laughs> Definitely a great uh, a, another a, way not, Another bomb I throw out there. I got so many, so many uh, questions. Uh, I I hope that you leave uh, uh, with with this with this exhortation. The Lord is the is the law alone. Uh, We obey the Lord rather than man. And 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 so, how do we know that? Well, you know, the Word revealed clearly and sanctified common sense. You are not going to uh, your sanctification is a process. You and I are not going to get it perfect, and we're going to fail, and we're going to you know learn and grow. And we're going to forgive and repent and, and and work together in this thing all of our lives and all of our days until we get to glory so uh, we're going to use the liberty not for sin but to glorify god let's uh, pray and wrap it up heavenly father lord we ask that you would give us wisdom guide us into all truth help us to honor you and one another and doing things that are truly beneficial to our purposes of holiness righteousness and wisdom we ask today that you would uh, help us to be more in the image of Christ. Do this, we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We're free. Like All right, that. Uh, that was a, that was quite a quite a humdinger.